Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host, Kathy. Hey, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you want to follow the Strictly Anonymous Podcast on Twitter or Instagram or even TikTok. I said the TikTok. It's all at Strict Anonymous. Uh, if you haven't subscribed to my show, subscribe. If you're on YouTube and you're listening to this on YouTube, click on the subscribe button. I think it's up on the left-hand corner, right-hand corner, depending on how where you're looking. <laughs> uh, and don't forget to like and share my videos. Uh, if you can write a review, write a review, or even just give me five stars. That really helps the show. If you want to be on the show, send me an email or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show or send me an email at strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com and uh, I'll have you on. This is a call and advice show. I really like to help people with their problems. So if you have a problem and you want some unprofessional advice and you just want to talk it out with me and help me try to figure shit out, I don't know. Uh, you could be on the show or if you have a secret, naughty, interesting life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous, like I said, email me at strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. I change everybody's voices. Every single person that you listen to, the voice you hear is 100% different than the voice they have. It's the slightest little change of the pitch of their voice which actually makes them sound totally different. It's funny when I'm editing too, because I click it on and off. And sometimes like I'll, I'll click it off at the end just to make sure it's not the same. And after listening to their fake voice for so long, when I listen to the real voice, their actual real voice sounds weird and not normal. And their fake voice sounds more normal. <laughs> it's like their real voice sounds like a chipmunk, right? Because I always make everybody deeper. So anyway, you really will be anonymous. Everybody makes up a name. You just have to uh, be honest about all the details about everything else. So if you want to be on my show, send me an email, strictly on this podcast at gmail.com. If you want to join my Patreon page, there's a lot of good stuff over there. You could join a couple different tiers. I have a $3 tier where you're basically supporting my show. You get uh, these episodes early on Friday at noon. Everybody else gets them on Sunday night. You also get a monthly Q&A where I answer all kinds of questions. You could get in on that action, ask me a question, I'll answer it. I post those once a month as well. Um, there's a $7 uh, tier for hosers. If you're a hoser, meaning you're really fucking into pantyhose, you could join that tier. There's extra content there that people don't get here. Uh, and there's like a community of a, a bunch of people who are like-minded. So if you're into pantyhose, you should definitely join that tier. You also get these episodes early. You also get the Q&A. And then I have a tier, which is really interesting and fun for me because I get to do what I do on my show, which is talk to people and, you know, pick apart their lives. But it's on the down low and I don't air it, right? 
it's kind of like set up like a therapy session. It's 45 minutes. I charge $60 and we use that time whatever way you want. So if you want to sign up for that tier, you could do that on Patreon if you want to remain anonymous. I don't take payment there. Uh, you could join that tier there or you could even just do that uh, through me and we pay through PayPal. Uh, you send me an email at strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com or if you want to sign up for anything on my Patreon, go to patreon.com slash strictlyanonymouspodcast. Today I have on a guy named Zach. Now Zach, okay, Zach wrote me a really interesting email and let me tell you his story was just as fucking interesting and he was one of like my favorite kind of, well not, not so much my favorite but like he was so easy to do this call because he was that rare caller who was a very who is a very good storyteller and just took control of the call and basically just talked. I mean, you barely hear me asking him any questions. More towards the end, we we talk a little bit more with me talking and him talking, but the whole beginning of the story and his whole story is told by him from beginning to end in a very great way that I just sat back and got to listen. And it's really fascinating. And it's like, you know, he had this cousin and when he was younger that he was attracted to and she really informed like his relationship and his attraction to her and how she treated him and how he saw her and all that kind of stuff really had a, a major impact on what he's into sexually now, which is some hardcore interesting shit. Like, wait till you hear it, okay? There's a lot of BDSM. There's, you know, a lot of alpha beta talk. There's uh, him hooking up with a lot of fucking people and a lot of scenarios, and they all tie back to his interest in his cousin. And let me tell you this. We don't focus on the interest in his cousin because he happens to be Middle Eastern and he explains why him being interested and sexually attracted to his cousin is not abnormal in his culture, right? We talk about that briefly, but mostly what we talk about, like I said, is the things that he's into now, which you're going to have to wait and listen to, um, and uh, how that all tied back or how it all ties back to his sexual attraction to his cousin when he was way younger. This guy does some crazy shit, and it's it's a great story. He does a great job at spilling it, okay? And uh, and then at the end, we get into some, like, alpha beta stuff, like I said, you know, because I'm an alpha, right? And so I know about alpha women because he's really looking for, a, like, he likes to be the, the, the sub, right? He's a sub. He's really looking for an alpha because his cousin was. We get into a little talk about that and then we have to end the call because we wind up talking about the, all the other stuff for so long. So we might do a part two with Zach. But for right now, wait till you hear his part one. It's fucking great. Okay. I'm going to be right back on with Zach. This is the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Uh, hey, Zach. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. How are you today? Hey, hi, Katie. Uh, glad to be there. I I'm good. How are you? I'm good. So listen, Zach, the th you know, I get a lot of emails and I have a lot of episodes that I'm taping at all times. And so I'm always juggling a million stories. You know, the thing I remember yes. the most about <laughs> your story is there's something about a 15 year old cousin that comes into play. Right. And I was like, what the fuck? does his cousin have to do with his kink and like you know i, I so you know let's just why don't you I, you gave me a lot of information in the email a lot of times i don't like to read everything in the email because i don't want to know everything ahead of time i just wanted to kind of like be revealed as we're speaking right um right but so why don't you start with that with that because that's really 
what shaped your kink and your fetish, right? Is it a cross-dressing fetish or what is it? Like how do I, because I, I'm not really sure exactly how it plays out in your life, but I know that your 15-year-old cousin had something to do with this. Uh, well, um, actually, it's a mix of everything, but uh, to this day, I'm 35 years old, and uh, we are the same age, except she's six months older than me. Mm-hmm. But uh, to this day, when I actually review everything and go back all throughout my sexuality, my sexual preferences, the, the type of people I always wished actually I could date, and even all the kings behind the, the closed doors, I can say everything is actually comes from what I had for her and what I never received it from her. Yeah, that's so, so interesting. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, it is. So, um, so I'm gonna start with everything. So, in the meanwhile, if there was anything that you would ask me to elaborate more or open more, that would be great because I'm, I'm a bit nervous. I'm glad oh, to please. be here finally. I. No, I know Uh, how to run a call, don't you? There's nothing you have to be nervous about. But sometimes people just want to tell their story and they're really good at telling the story. So I could just like sit back and relax. and But if you want to start and then see where it goes, that's fine. Or I'll ask you a million questions. It's however you want it done. Sure, sure. Uh, Then let me start. Actually, uh, it goes back to at the age uh, where uh, we were around. I can say between 13 or 15. Mm-hmm. So, um, as I said on my email, I was born in the Middle East and into the very conservative community and society where there are a lot of actually limitations and restrictions for, for people relationships, you know, mm-hmm. all those hijab and everything that, that's out there. Um, but there is one thing, actually, I had this cousin, uh, I would call her, Melissa, let's call her Melissa. Okay, your cousin so, Melissa. Yeah, it's a very, it's a very Middle yeah. Eastern name. <laughs> it's very Middle Eastern. <laughs> Same as my name, Zach. You know, <laughs> <laughs> my father's Lebanese, so I know that's not a Middle Eastern oh, name, that, but that's, that's cool. Great. That's great. Okay, go uh, on. <laughs> so, the thing is, actually, back then, um, I always had this obsession for her. She was the kind of very popular girl within our family, within the friends. Mm-hmm. If I want to describe her physically, uh, she was like uh, almost 5'10", and then she, she actually, she wasn't 5'10 at the time, but she grew all the way to 5'10", and uh, she had a body like a, like a volleyball girl, volleyball yeah. player girl, mm-hmm. and her mom was also actually a sprint, uh, sprint, a sprint runner back in the, her time. Yeah. So she had a perfect body. And then, uh, and I'm almost at the same age, but I grew up until to, to, to five, eight mm-hmm. in feet. And um, the dynamic actually between us, we had a lot of actually fights back then, you know, as a kid or as a teenager. And the thing always I remember, actually, she was the one dominated me in every way, verbally or physically. And I always had this, this, Thing that I wish actually I was bigger, I was taller, I was more dominant than her, than her. So I could actually put her in a place, you know, in a, in a kid in a kid world, in a, in a teenage world. Mm-hmm. But I never actually had that thing. So fast forward to the age when I started to dating people from like uh, 19 years old, 20 years old. Uh, to the first time actually, I I actually lost my virginity when I was. 
uh, almost 21 years old, if I'm not mistaken, and I lost my virginity to a prostitute. That, mm-hmm. that, that's a very you know, weird story about uh, a life of a uh, 20, 20 years old man who actually uh, lost the virginity to a score girl. And, yeah, we uh, want that story actually, too next. <laughs> yeah, I, sure, sure. And uh, what happened actually back then, uh, throughout my life, because of my height, I always had this insecurity that I'm not man enough to date the girls. And by girls, I meant actually someone like her. I don't right. know how that obsession actually uh, stayed throughout my whole life, but I always see myself as a person. I'm not a real man. I'm not a, I don't have a well-developed body. And it turned out throughout the time, it turned out as a king that today I'm 35 years old. Not only I'm not actually unhappy about my height and my body, I, I don't, I'm not fat, I'm not slim. I have a nice body. I actually work out. But it, I really actually, I'm really turned on my body, my, uh, with my body. Even back then, at the age of 20, 21 years old, when I lost my virginity, the reason I went with this prostitute, I used to live in Southeast Asia back then, was uh, because I picked someone who was taller than me. So the girl was actually an uh, Eastern Asian girl. She was very slim, you know, the type of girls you can see in Thailand or Singapore, Malaysia, around that. Uh, when it comes to a sport. But I always wanted her to be, to be actually a taller. And the story is actually, uh, I was like done in like, I can say like 10 minutes. I was like, it was 10 minutes. It took me a long, a long time actually to get there because they have this kind of hotel set up over there. You go there, they, they come up, all the girls, and then you pick, and you're not allowed alone with the, with the girls in the room. So there are different business people, businessmen, old men, everyone in the room. So they actually bring out all the girls and you pick, I want this one or number two or that person. Uh-huh. And then you go into the room to have some privacy. Uh, so I was very ashamed. I was very uncomfortable with the situation. So after 10 minutes, I just, I was just done. And she was like, you came. <laughs> I didn't even, I don't remember even I said anything. I was just, you know, I clean up my stuff. Even I didn't take a shower. Each room actually used to have a, a shower. I didn't even take a shower. I just left the place. I didn't want to look at anyone. Yeah, you were uh, freaked out. And and yeah, I really freaked out. You know, it was my first time. And, mm-hmm. and when I think of that, I was I'm like, uh, what did I do? Why did I even actually wanted to my uh, to lose my virginity that way? Anyway. Uh, I actually had a couple of relationships. I can call two of them as a long-term relationship, something more than, uh, 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 I can say, three or three and a half years. Uh, both of them were with actually girls who were, one of them was like uh, five, four, I can say, in U.S. feet measurement system. And the other one, she was almost five, six, less than five, six, more than five, five. Mm-hmm. And, and um even with the kings that I had, it was all based on my obsession that I was dominated uh, throughout my teenage time by, by my female cousin. Right. And um, everything that happened after that, after our teenage time, until the time I left the country and I moved to the Southeast Asia to study, was actually everything that shaped my, the rest of my life. 
back uh, when I was around, I can say 22, 23 years old, I started actually to to actually uh, just be a scores more than uh, more than any time in my life. Um, I I remember there were actually these three girls. There were students. They were from Middle East. They were actually mixed. Uh, I can say more of like Lebanese or Syrian. So they look more Mediterranean than Middle East or North mm-hmm. Africa. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and um, back then was this what I called Locanto. It, it was something like uh, Craigslist uh, back in the time here in the U.S., but it was more popular over there. And uh, so I found them. They actually had their student apartment and just uh, one of the rooms. They made it like uh, like the actually room to get the clients and sleep with them and just make money. So uh, and and I can say they were more. They had more like um, I don't know how to say. Very curvy body. Very curvy body. Uh, right, Two more curvy than almost, your athletic built cousin. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. But they were actually around my my height or yeah. taller than me, except for one of them. She was around 40-something, and she was really taller than me. She had big kids and everything, big body. Yeah. But she was very, actually, submissive. Even before, actually, I knew about all this submissive and dominant, I was into the girls that they were actually more dominant than I was. Uh, that's you what know, you liked. The story. Yeah. Yes, that's what I liked, and I didn't even know about it. I, I joined when I was, like, at the same time, almost the same time, 22, 23 years old, when I was at the peak of my exploration or discovery into the kink and everything. I joined FetLife, and I, I didn't know before that about all those things, all these dynamics and, you know, the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So throughout these three girls, I can say, actually, uh, I actually dated or slept a uh, number of times with each of them except for the, the older one because she was very submissive and but the other two uh, I remember actually the first time I actually met with one of them and it was like a condominium they had to come downstairs take my hand to go upstairs you know because they had this security guard they didn't want to show that what they are doing up there yeah so uh, when I was there actually I remember the first time I was doing the sex, I was doing the experience, and the girl, I, I think uh, she was already bored, but I loved her body. She was bigger. It was like, actually, dream come true, but I was really bad at sex. I can say that, <laughs> right. honestly. Mm-hmm. So, in the mid, actually, there was this thing that, uh, and I actually love to eat her out. You know, I'm, I'm like, just, uh, I don't know whether it's appropriate to say it or no, but I'm a pussy eater. Right, you and love, I love it. it. I, I love actually <laughs> to give, yeah. Yeah. I love actually to give women uh, pleasure. pleasure I think there's them. something a little yeah. like sometimes and I've somebody brought this up to me and I'm like, oh, that kind of makes sense. Like somebody that really loves that and wants to do that a lot. Like there's a little bit of a submissive kind of thing to that. Right. Because you're like kind of down there servicing somebody else. Right. There's something submissive about that. Right. A little bit. Good news. Strictly Anonymous podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast 
at gmail.com or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too. So you remain anonymous. The number the website, and the email address will all be in the description. That's actually very true because in my BDSM category, I'm a a service top. Right. You know, I Mm -hmm. like to service women. Mm -hmm. And I'll get to that actually, how actually I show it. I even actually kiss women between their legs over their pants. Right. Every time I was finished with the girl, mm-hmm. I just loved actually to knee and just kiss their, you know, pussy over right. there. Yeah. In front of each other, in uh-huh. front of them. Mm-hmm. So I was there actually um, in the middle of the sex. It was like actually I was eating her and I started, you know, and without even uh, looking for it. But I, uh, I started actually eating her, her ass too, her mm-hmm. asshole. Yeah. And, and she was already bored. She didn't like it. And, and I was like, I, I, I remember I just said, I'm going to fuck you in the ass. And she was like, no, you go, you're not going down there. I was like, I'm going down there. She was <laughs> like, if you're going to go there, I'm going to fuck your ass. And, you know, unconsciously, I put her in a mindset of being mean with me. Yeah. And then she got on top of me. Mm-hmm. And then the next I remember, actually, uh, because I was eating her all the time, she, she fingered my ass. Right. And I was in a moment, I was in a moment, I couldn't move. I couldn't decide it's good or bad or whatever. And then I was just there. And then she started to look it up. She started to, to uh, you know, put that in the, the, the condom and, you know, start with my ass. I was just there. I was like in the heaven. I was like in the heaven. Yeah. And then she said, oh, I know your type. She said it. And then from there, I was just back there. Uh, she was doing that. She was giving me the stroke. I, I never give myself the stroke because I don't even masturbate. What's the stroke? What do you mean the stroke? Oh, like she's jerking you off. Yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry. Yes, she was yeah, jerking me off. Yeah. With, with a finger in my ass. Yeah, okay. And after actually I was done, I was so confused. I can say for, I can remember, I can give you the exact time of a week or whatever. Yeah. I was but. I was really confused for a long time. I didn't know what she did. I didn't even know why I liked it. I didn't know why I didn't even stop her. You know? Right. Mm-hmm. But I really enjoyed it. In a, in, a, in a long term, in a long term, when I sleep actually with this, more with these two girls over time, I just used to go there like once a month or something like that. I mm-hmm. can recall exactly. And they just actually fuck my ass with anything with a brush handle with their heels with their fingers and both of them actually they knew me right and and you know whenever i had uh, i had actually the sex getting fucked by one of them so after we finished i used to go and take shower and then coming out of the room and she was already put on the clothes she was in the living room and one or the other two girls were like cooking or something and then i remember actually one the other girl actually when um, she was like preparing food or something and then she showed me the mid- middle finger and they all laughed and then she said this is what you like 
And then I remember actually I just got on my knee. I just kissed her foot in front of them and just left. Mm-hmm. So, and then after that, uh, uh, when when I started actually to to learn about all the kings, all the I learned the word fandom and everything. I started. Uh, I don't know how I started, but I started actually dating shemans after them. So, oh, interesting. Or then they okay. call it lady boys. Yes. Yeah, lady boys, shemales. Uh huh. Lady boys. Yeah. Over there they call it uh, lady boys. Yeah. So I started actually uh, dating lady boys, sleeping with them, uh, mainly not mainly all the time, just just you know sucking them or or bottoming them, but every single transgender i went on the website and i picked or i actually saw and anywhere actually i slept with i wanted her to be as close body as my female cousin right i didn't want anyone actually actually uh, shorter than five nine something like that mm-hmm. and i had this this very very strong imagination that how would she fuck me if she was, she had a cut, right? You know, I was mm-hmm. just going around finding them, and I can say within like um, five or six years, I was fucked by around uh, around more than hundred actually uh, transgenders over there, and they right. all I all wanted them to to be in the same exact uh, you know category, taller, right. bigger, top, and doomy. Right. And I was actually acting like a little girl when I was around them. Yeah. Um, during this time, actually, I had this uh, uh, relationship as well. And, and, and my, my ex back then, uh, she wasn't into King. She had no idea what is King. She had no idea about the BDSM. And she was very inexperienced compared to me. But uh, throughout the time, actually, I showed her what is face sitting, what is this, what is that. So... I actually got her into the king as much as, as I could, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. like I didn't tell her anything because I didn't want to freak her out, but I was always like that. And, uh, and, and, and what other things actually I also had the urge was my girlfriends or the girl I'm with to be actually fucked with me with all the men that my cousin would actually date. You know, who, whoever I remember, she was dating as a boyfriend or someone. Mm-hmm. They were all the time, the, the type of like, um, uh, I can say like like Ben Affleck. Yeah. Like that, that tall, like that, you know, that kind of personality, very close to that. And uh, she was like a little girl around the men like that, and, you know. But other than that, to any other guys, especially someone like me, she was... She wasn't mean, she wasn't bad, but she had her way with me. Yeah. So I always had this fantasy, but I was too scared. I didn't know what is it called, again, everything. I always wanted, actually, my girlfriend and I, both of them, both of us, actually, to be fucked with any boy that actually, or any man that my cousin would date. You know? Oh, I, I interesting. This, mm-hmm. I had this degrading and humiliation, and it was so such a turn on for me. Yeah. You know, such a turn on for me. Even actually my girlfriend, I would actually put my girlfriend for her boyfriend's uh, pleasure in my imagination and in my fantasy. Yeah. You know, so, and I, and back then I started to, to learn about this 
roll tying up and stuff like that. We we actually practice that uh, with my girlfriend as well. So you but guys I would hook always, up with other guys, and you'd watch her fuck them, and they'd fuck you too. Like you were doing that with your girl. No, no, actually, no, no. The thing is, I always had the fantasy, right? And okay. I was so scared to bring it up, right? Of course. My girlfriend uh-huh. back then, mm-hmm. none of actually my relationships ever knew that I'm into transgender or yeah, I yeah, had yeah. sex with prostitution right. or how mm-hmm. I lost my virginity mm-hmm. or my affection with my actually cousin because I was very afraid <laughs> to lose them or be called a weak pervert. Yeah. You know, yeah, one of, of the reasons I one of the reasons actually I got the balls to call you or wrote to you, yeah. you know, I was on a road trip, you know, cross country. Uh-huh. I was like, I need to actually take get it out of my chest. Yeah. Because I am actually too afraid to go seeking counsel. I'm too afraid to go seeking help or, or see anyone because, and I want actually to listen myself, what kind of pervert I am. <laughs> and, you know, that, that's why I called you. Yeah. And, and so, so I always had this fantasy. I wanted actually to see my girlfriend with yeah. other men. Mm-hmm. And the men actually, they are humiliating me and in my fantasies. But all I did, I, I actually got into was my girlfriend actually space-sitting me or, you know, things like that. And yeah. back then I was learning this uh, this uh, tie and rope, how to tie her up. And and I had my way with her just like that. Mm-hmm. But um, after that, after actually I had to leave the country because it was the end of my student uh, time over there and I went back home for a while, um... I remember actually we we thought it's gonna work a long term relationship. It's a funny term because everybody knows it's not gonna work. You know, back then I was younger and and we thought it's gonna work. <laughs> and uh, we were in contact for like three three months, four months, something like that. Mm-hmm. And then um, after that, I mean, by third or fourth month, she said she's seen someone. And she she wasn't faithful to me. She was saying it as a kind of having a guilt or, you know, feeling, feeling, right. feeling uh, you know, guilty. Like she cheated that, on uh, you. She hid. Yeah. Yes, she cheated on me while we were on that funny long-term relationship. Yeah. And I wasn't actually mad at her. I, I knew or I had the idea I should be mad at her, but I was not mad at her. And when I asked her, how long has it been? She said, just one week after you left. Oh, wow. She mm-hmm. met this expat. She met she met this expat, and right away, she's been sleeping with her. Yeah. And again, the idea was so turned to me. Within the month after that, we were still in contact until we thought there was no point to be in contact. Every time we were chatting, I actually got her to the point that I wanted her to tell me how bitter he is in bed. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Yes. To the point, I didn't say anything that I like it or I don't like it. Right, right, right. I actually, you know, I have relatively a small ball in the size. I have a nice seven and a half inch backpack, but I have a small ball. So I always got her into the conversation. I bet your current boyfriend or, you know, your current fucker has bigger balls than me and yeah. twink twink or, you know, smile, smile. Uh-huh. She was like, yeah, kind of. She has bigger balls than you. She's tall. He's taller and he has bigger balls than you. And stuff like that. And I was so turned on by that to the point, actually, uh, I asked her, 
to ask the boyfriend to 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 take a picture while actually he's fucking her, send it to me, and he and she did actually. She did. She, she sent a picture. That yeah, must have been a, your a favorite picture. picture ever. It was my favorite picture. <laughs> yeah. Why? Because the guy was behind her, was behind her, her pussy, her asshole was in the picture, and his cock too. His cock wasn't as big or fat as I am. Yeah. But it was in the picture, and she was wet, you know, behind her. Right. And I was it was such a turn on for me. I kept the picture for a long time and jerking off to that, to be honest. I, yeah. I don't know how should I feel about it, but it was very turn on. So after a while, actually, again, I started to see or escorts. I wasn't in any relationship. Again, with escorts, actually, I went for, there was this girl, actually, uh, I got her number from a friend of mine and I didn't have, I didn't want any number. I didn't ask, but he gave it to me that, you're a sickness, you should start dating girls or you should, you know, sleep with someone. So he gave the number to me and the girl, she, she's not a prostitute, but she had a lot of numbers from different girls, like a pimp, mm-hmm. for the people who don't have the place to sleep with girls. Right. So it was like a brutal house or something like that, but underground. So, uh, Again, I followed the same pattern. I want tall girls. I want them to be shorter than this. And it was very weird to the girls. When actually we met for the first time with any of these girls that uh, she introduced us together, they were like, oh, you're shorter than me. You know? Mm -hmm. It was such a turn-on for me that I'm not man enough to give them the pleasure they want, you know? Yeah. As a more masculine, taller manly dominant man can actually fuck her even as a you know as a, as a prostitute but they were always oh okay oh you're shorter oh you're this you're like that uh, i got into the point actually i was uh, her customer for a long time like i was making money very good so i spent a lot actually for that uh, i was asking her i want you to be in the room as well from this pimp girl and i want you to 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 fight my ass, basically, with anything you could. Right. You know, with anything you could. And I said, I'm fine with a brush brush handle or something like that. I get it and I bring it to you. Mm-hmm. So for the uh, sessions after that, not a lot of sessions, not with uh, many girls, but there were this couple of girls they were fine to be too. I actually would pay extra. So the team would be in the room. I was fucking these girls. I wasn't good at it. I liked it. And she was actually... Uh, playing with my ass or she was actually putting things up my ass and I really liked it I loved it I wouldn't actually get up before uh, without anything up in my ass mm-hmm. so and after that actually, uh, I started dating this girl uh, we the way actually we met was very strange because she was still in a relationship and with, she was at the end of her relationship but uh, we started dating, and then uh, we didn't have sex until she broke up completely. But I was actually uh, fingering her. I was doing all these kind of things to her. And whenever I knew uh, that they were going to actually hang out, I would be at her workplace, pick her up in my car. I would do, like, finger her and then, like, take out her panties or take out her bra to let her go. Yeah. To go out with, uh, actually, with, with 
with her boyfriend back then. And she was always like, oh, this is not good. This is not like this. this she's got, he's going to find out. But it was hot for both of us. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Every single time that they would actually hang out, I would actually finger the scare and she was wet to go out. Yeah. Anyway, all in all, and and the boyfriend actually back then he he was actually I can say my 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 ex actually my last ex was she was around five 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 six in feet US measurement and the guy was really big he was fat and he was big mm-hmm. I can say she was she was a what is it called chubby chaser or something like that yeah yeah, yeah. chubby for, chaser you know yeah. mm-hmm. chubby chaser yeah big and fat guys. And we didn't actually the friends without actually her presence. We were actually joking. If he's gonna sleep on her, her she's gonna actually break down because she was like 110 pounds. Right, she down. was really little, but she liked the big guys. The big guy, the yeah. big guy, the big guy. And I was really turned on by that as well. Yeah, you know that I'm actually fucking the girl that she's with this big guy. Yeah. So we got into the relationship after everything was ended. We got into the relationship. And uh, it's it was after like four four years around that that I moved to the U.S. where I am now. So after we finished, again the same thing. We were in a long term. We didn't actually break up very well. So after that, it was her birthday was close. So I texted her. I called her. We got into the relationship again like six months. And and I had the same fantasy. And I was asking her, I was telling her, I was telling her, hey, you should go and see other guys. You should do this. You should do that. You know, you should sleep with the guys because you need it. And she was a very freaky girl when it came to the sex. She was very submissive, very, very submissive, very, very submissive. But I was actually encouraging her. You need to go and see guys. And then you come back and tell me. I wouldn't ask her directly like that, but I would always be uh, asking like that. I had this fantasy after we broke up, after we were not together. I was telling her, you know, uh, within that long-term relationship, uh, long-distance, I said long-term, long-distance relationship, that uh, why don't you go back to your ex? Because he was big, he was tall, he would actually fuck you very well. He was like, no, nah, the guy was not treating me well and stuff like that. We always had fighting and he wasn't, it's like very good but she started to tell me she, she slept with like I, I think like three or four guys mm-hmm. and every time she was coming back and telling me about the story how, how was the cock size how was she and everything and then she she said one time she said I think you like cock too I was like no way and she was like so what kind of boyfriend you are that you're asking me about how I sleep, how I sleep with the with other men i was like no i just want you you know to be free to have your life since we are not together and stuff i don't i don't feel jealous and stuff i always had the, that that uh imagination and within the time i started actually to to date other men on the grinder so on the grinder app you know it's for gays mm-hmm. so i again went for the guys that i knew actually uh would date my cousin, uh, my female cousin. So taller, bigger, and fucked me very well. And I always enjoyed that. I don't know why, but I always like my G-spot, let's say the male G-spot, to be fingered, to be touched, and to be fucked. And I love humiliation, even on the 
uh, under pet life. I've actually uh, been to this. Uh, they have this fandom night. I've been there and I enjoyed it. I've been put into subspace uh, with a guy that actually I found out later he's a porn actor because he was very good at it. Oh wow! And mm. and yeah, and to this day, to this day, um, actually dating. Uh, I can say. Not like before, not like before, uh, much less. The she-made transgenders who have the almost the same height and same body and exclusively bottoming for men as well. I haven't dated any girl, but I always have this urge that I want to be in a role reversal uh, relationship. You know, if it wasn't the social stigma that, uh, that, that, Men have to be, you know, wear the pants at home. I wanted actually to to have a uh, female partner that actually she was the dominant one in a relationship, and she would have the bull because I love to see actually, I love to see and clean up my girlfriends with other men. I love it. I love right. it. Right. Mm-hmm. And and so this this is actually my story. Whoa. So I don't know if you I have love, any, any questions. I love you and your story. I don't know what I love more, that your story or the fact that you tell it so well. I could just sit back and relax and listen. I don't have to ask you one question. It's so fast. It's so fascinating. There's so much to it, you know? I mean, who are you dating now? You, like a number, like multiple people, right? It's not like you're dating one person now, right? No, I'm not dating anyone for the last, I can say, for five years. Mm-hmm. I am bottoming, I bottom for other men, mm-hmm. or I actually met this uh, porn actor. Uh, he actually put me into into my subspace. That, that's a fantastic, that's like euphoria for me, you know. Yes, I, I'm a explain weird... what subspace is to people, because I had only one other person ever talk about that. It's just like being okay. like the, in the like the most hottest, like like you give yourself to somebody else place, right? Can you explain it? Exactly, exactly. Let me tell you how actually we met. Yeah. Uh, that I get to the subspace and everything. Yeah. Uh, on this actually Grinder app, it's for gays to meet. It's a gay dating app. Mm-hmm. So uh, there is actually this neighborhood around my city uh, with all the, the, the business hotels and stuff like that. So I used to go there using the location. If there was anyone in the hotel, so I would go to their hotel room and ask them to fuck me. And I have very actually interesting stories. I've been talked very well over there. Yeah. And and uh, I remember actually it was this time actually I was chatting with one uh, one guy and he said, "Come into my room, uh, just just uh, stroke me off, give me a blowjob, and then leave." I went into the room. It was dark, and he actually had the the pillow on his head, and he was. It wasn't actually the, the, the kind of room or the person I would actually go and do it. So I just left. So on my way actually to my car, I saw actually got a PM from someone else. It was actually from the hotel just across where I parked. And uh, he was like, do you want to join for a group blowjob? And I was like, it's too good to be true. <laughs> someone just asked right away yeah. in a group from a, from a stranger and then the guy actually had his, his face on, you yeah. know, on the profile. Like three, four, it was with his face, with his actually body and everything. And I was like, yes, 
but I wasn't sure what I'm getting into. Right. Mm-hmm. So I just crossed the street. I went to the uh, place. I, I found the room. Uh, and then I knocked on the door. They opened the door and I saw actually there is this white guy, a bit chubby. And there is this actually Asian guy, like five seven. He's five seven, very smooth body, uh, hairless. And he was actually giving blowjob to him. And there was the other guy who was putting on his pants. And one other guy, actually, he was sleeping on the bed and getting ready, getting himself ready and hot. Mm-hmm. I was like, what's going on here, you know, to myself? And then as soon as actually he, he finished with the white guy, he put me on the bed and he started actually giving me a blowjob. And he had a very fun personality. He was smiling. He swallowed all the calm he got. And then he had this one feature that was actually very, 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 very hot to me. He has a very warm mouth. And he knew how to give a blowjob. Like no other girl, no other actually <laughs> shimmel before I yeah. ever experienced. Uh-huh. He was very good. He was very good. So it took like, I can say like five minutes or around that. I was, I finished, he finished me. So I went, uh, I cleaned up and I said, uh, can we meet again? And then he was like, yeah, actually I live there. I was like, oh, it's 10, 10 minutes from my place. Then um, like, it was like two, three weeks after that. Uh, I text him on the app. Hey, hi, this is this person from that night. You want to meet up? He actually postponed a couple of times. Then one night he was tired or stuff like that. Then one night uh, I text him again and he said, yeah, I'll be here. But he was asking me, when was the last time you, you masturbated? Uh, back then I was like four or five days. I said, it was the, la- uh, the last time I jerked off was five days. He mm-hmm. said, okay, very well. He sent me the address. Uh, he gave me the instruction where to park, where to hide the car, and then which way to get up and what's the unit number and stuff. And then he said, once you got there, uh, there is this curtain on the bedroom frame door, and then put your cock into the curtain and then make a cough and know you're ready. So it was like a glory hole. But yeah. it was this curtain. There was no wall. Uh-huh. So I got there. I got naked. Uh, with a dim light, and I just followed as he said. And the moment actually I coughed and my put my cock into the into the hole, I just felt that warm mouth again. And he was really good. He was actually he was eating balls very well. He was fantastic. And one thing actually I learned with him, as I said, actually I never stroke my cock to to Jericho. Yeah. Because I like actually to touch it to touch the way or pinch it. I'm not like the other guys. I just jerk off like where, like yours. I like to play with my balls and I like actually to play with my, I call it pussy hole. Actually, someone calls it pussy hole because pussy boy, because I always take care of it. I'm clean 100% front and back yeah. with a hair, a hair cream, removal cream and everything. So after we were finished, he came out, he was happy. He saw my whole calm. Then I was like, you're great. Actually, you do it very well. And then it took us like a couple of more times to meet up, like once a month or something like that. And then one time he was like, when you come, sit on the chair in the middle of the living room. Again, you cough, but put on the, the, the blindfold. So I got naked. I got into the room, uh, into the living room. I got naked. I sat on the chair. It was like this office chair with, with handles, with armrests. So I put on the 
the, the, the blindfold and I just coughed. I didn't hear anything, but all of a sudden, actually, I got like electrified on my nipple. Mm-hmm. It started to suck on my nipple. And I don't have that sensitive nipple, but it was so good that I actually jumped from the, the chair and I grabbed it and he was very firm. He said, do not touch me ever. Mm-hmm. And I put actually my hands on the armrest and I just hold it there. And he, has, he went down on me. I didn't know where he was going to touch. I was a blind person. I couldn't hear anything. I actually told her he was actually eating my inner thigh, which is I'm very sensitive over there. He was eating my balls, or he was actually going down on me. Right. And I was so hard. I was rock hard that I, I was thinking actually my, my, my skin cannot take my cock anymore. I was like, I'm going to cough, I'm going to cough, I'm going to cough. And then he, he slapped my cock like a few times. Not really hard, but yeah. he slapped it in a way that, you know, the, the, the coming was away. And he was keep continuing, you know, and, and I pre-come everywhere I know. And then he was like, okay, you can come. And he holds my ball. And then I came a lot and I was enjoying it. I was enjoying it. And I was fanatizing everything in my mind. So we continued that with that story like two or three times until actually I was sitting in a chair in a way, actually my, my, my boy pussy was exposed to him. So he was playing with that. But the thing is actually, he is also bottom, but he's not actually, he's a power bottom. So it's like he asked the top how to do him. Mm -hmm. He's not like me. I'm a service bottom. I just want them to have their way with me, whether it's a man or woman. Right. So, we we got to the point actually he was playing with my my uh my my actually my asshole and he was actually um making me jerk off and stuff like that and and one thing interesting was uh i was actually getting in the mood and he gave me actually popper rush it, it's very important you know the gay rush no the what the gay rush the Gay rush, it's this thing you need to inhale. Mm-hmm. It, it makes you crazy. It's within the gay community. I'm not sure it's legal or no, but they call it VCR cleaner. It's like acetone. It has very alcohol scent to it, something like that. You inhale it, you keep it, and you feel a very horrific uh, heart ring, heartbeat, and, and head rush in your head. They call it rush or popper. Right. Okay. That was actually that was the trigger to put me in the in the in the subspace. Right. He was giving me that. He was like inhale it. I couldn't see anything. He was like inhale it, mm-hmm. keep it for ten seconds, and then let it out. Mm-hmm. And I was getting crazy. He gave me that, and and I was like out of this world. And he was playing with my pussy, and I was just trying to open my my legs as much as possible without touching him. You know. Yeah. That was crazy. I was starting to. To, to, to making noise, to making weird noise, to making loud noise. And I was coming really hard. I was coming really, really hard. But from everything I remember, I was actually calling my girlfriend's name. I was calling my, my uh, female cousin name. And I was just begging to be fucked. I was begging to be fucked. And I, I, I don't know how long it took, but it was like 30 seconds or something like that. You know, you, you get ready to get into the place. But after that, I was so free. I was so, I can say, happy that I was never before. I was so tired. I was never before. 
But what happened is the next day I, I was feeling very empty and feeling very like like ashamed or feeling very depressed. And uh, during one of these actually femdom night, um, a woman actually she calls herself a dumb. She explained that whenever you put someone in the public space, you need to care. You need to go for the aftercare, otherwise the person feels very uh, depressed the next day or two. Oh, interesting. You know, it's it's like, like a drug. You, it's like other drugs are the same way. Uh, I, I don't know about the drugs, but it's how it works. And, and uh, you know, when you, you tie up someone, you actually uh, play the impact player or you actually, uh, you know, the pain play, you need to do the aftercare as well. I used to do that with my girlfriends, but I was in this position, actually, I was feeling that. Yeah. So... We had different. We have we had different actually uh, scenarios. So I got to the home. I put on the blindfold, and I was on my legs and hands like a, like an animal, and waiting for him to put a leash on me, taking me around, and then he just asked me to to open my legs as much as possible for him to play, or beg him to actually you know to touch me, to touch mm-hmm. me down there. So. I was actually, and he was keep giving me this rush. Rush is something you inhale it. As I said, it's like acetone. And uh, it actually gives you a huge rush in your veins everywhere. And makes you very, very ready to actually uh, take the cut as well, you know. Yeah. Gives you very, makes you very relaxed after that. So, so this is actually what happened. And uh, I still actually can find a connection with with uh, with the girls. I know actually I have friends. Uh, two of them, they have actually a huge crush on me because they are all over me. They call me, they ask me how I'm doing and stuff like that. But they're not ty- my type because of the same reason. They are like 5'5". Five, five. There's nothing wrong with them. There's nothing wrong with them. And I feel really bad, you know, just putting them down every time they show interest in me. I want someone actually bigger, stronger woman than me. Or I want a man I know actually my female cousin would date to, to dominate me. Right. And uh, I, I, I have actually some clothes. I've never put them on for anyone. Most I put them on actually, it was a panty for one of the fit night, uh, time actually munches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually munches, I ended up yeah. This, with this girl. Yeah, the munches mm-hmm. is something that you hang out all together. You get to know people, different people, different groups. And, you know, just, just very, very vanilla over a food or lunch or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, during, during that time, I put on actually thong and panties for one of the girls I met over there. She was sick and she was giving me a blowjob back on the way back. I wasn't driving back then. But besides that, I never had any any dress or or dress up as a CD crossdresser. But I always had this urge. I had some actually pantyhose. I still have them. But I want to be like a girl, and I imagine her. How would she actually? Uh, how would she actually please or take care of the man? The type of the man actually uh, he she would actually date. I would actually. Are pleased in the same way, or the woman, but you know, the, the chance to find a woman who's taller, stronger, physically, and dominant is actually zero to none. Right, right. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, you've you found some she males that were like that, but not a lot of the women. And the like, not only she has to be all those things, she also then would have to be, 
I don't know if you're ready to be completely honest about all this, but maybe she'd have to be into all this kinky stuff too. When was the last time you've seen this cousin of yours? Uh, before I moved here, like five years ago around that. Five years ago. Do you remember registering? Because it's like, I wonder, because it's, you know, like, do you remember, like, being attracted to her? Or it, was it more like you wanted to be her? I mean, do you, do you remember making those connections at all? Um, I can say I was very attracted to her. But the way she was actually uh, responding to me, I never actually said I, I'm attracted to her, you know, to her. I never actually brought it up because I knew I, I would never have the chance. Oh, it was something, you know, when you're a teenager, it's, it's wrong. You know, you don't go for someone who's taller than you. Or your cousin. She, she She's goes... your cousin. Oh, the cousin. Let me That's who I'm talking about. Who are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm talking about my cousin. I'm talking about my cousin. You know, when you're a teenager, you wouldn't go for her because I was really attracted to her. You mean meeting or dating a cousin is wrong? This is what you mean? You don't know that? I know that. It's in the U.S. culture. Oh, oh, okay. I see what you're Let saying. Let me tell it, you oh, something. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Yeah, yeah. You might know this. You might know this. In the Middle East, when cousins born in the old time, the, the, the parents were already agreed that to continue their family, this or that, they're going to marry one day. Like the yes, Indian I one, have. Like I'm sorry. I've, yes, my father's Lebanese. Yes. We have one cousin here <laughs> that is married to her cousin. And it was very scandalous for us because we were born here. But that's like what goes down there. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Over here is, is prohibited. It's forbidden. It's forbidden. Right. It's yeah. forbidden. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. You know, here cousins are like brother and sister. It's forbidden. Yeah. But over there, it was like that. Anyway, uh, back to your question. I've always attracted to her. Yeah. But I would never have the chance, actually, to be with her. The other thing was, in terms of behavior or psychologically, yeah, she was very dominant. As I said, she was never mean to me, but she had her way to me. I was like a kid to her. Right. You know, we were, we are the same age. But back then, I mean, when the last time we met, actually, she was very fine and everything. But back then, I was like... I'm her kid, you know. Mm-hmm. She was taller. She was taller over me, especially when there was some sort of uh, something that she was wearing high heels. Yeah. She stand in a way and looked at me from top to bottom. And back then, I hated that. I was like, I couldn't. I wish I was actually tall. She was, you know, standing to me very close. That she could actually look at me. I was like looking at the Empire State, something like that. Yeah. But <laughs> I back then, actually, I hated that. But right now, I love it. I love it, actually, the kind of man I, I actually say they're taller than me, and I stand in front of them, and I feel very degraded. The humiliation and degrading I receive from bottoming for other men, and many of them, actually, and many of the girls, actually, they compliment me for my cock size and everything. But I, it doesn't matter to me. I just love to be fucked, and imagine... It was actually her boyfriend doing me in front of her, or they take turns to fuck me. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just it, there's just and, so uh, much going on there as far as what you're into now and how you related back to her. You know, I mean, I would love a psychologist's like break, like a breakdown of 
why you're into the stuff that you're into because of your relationship with your cousin, right? Because it is very connected, yeah. like you said. That's Listen, your story is fascinating on every fucking level. Just the stories alone are, are so interesting. But also because that weird connection, right, that you have to your cousin and how it all leads back to her is really fucking fascinating too. And that's what yeah. I, like, yeah. it's, it's interesting of how... It relates and like, like, did you sexualize like the humiliation she gave to because you were also attracted to her? Is that how, you know, you got wired this way? I don't know. It's interesting. I would love, I'm always saying I'm I'm like unprofessional, you know, I give unprofessional advice. I don't know because it's so intense, this kind of uh, connection that you do have because it really did form a lot of who you are now, right? everything yeah, yeah everything from the first time actually i lost my virginity yeah unknowingly without having the conscious i actually looked for the girl who was taller than me yeah and, that's a and, subconscious right but that's there too yeah you know right you think you didn't realize it but that was your subconscious was going to that because so it was there on that level in the subconscious and then maybe after you did it so much you started to consciously see that there's a connection right but you don't you don't understand what drew you to it or where it started right exactly i mean even even if actually if you go and look at my uh life profile for the last like uh, I can say 12, 13 years that I've yeah. been on the website and I've been active. Yeah. I started actually to to put myself or my role as dominant. You mm-hmm. know, I was like, okay, I'm a man. This is, I'm dumb. Yeah. And then I started to take, you know, people consider, many people consider themselves over there as a submissive or dominant or switch or little girl, yeah. brat and everything. All those labels yeah. throughout the BDSM test. And you can take it on the BDSM uh, test.org or something like that. And then I came out actually more of a switch with a tendency to be submissive. You know, it's like you take some of those personality tests and you go and they gave you some, some uh, shit answers. It was, it's something like that. Many people do it on the fit life. And I came out actually as switch with a tendency to be submissive. But I always ignored that throughout the years until today. I started to change my profile. I started to change my bio from from dominant to switch to the submissive I am today. You know, I couldn't run from it anymore. And I'm a service bottom. I'm a service submissive. When I'm with men, I want them to have their way with me. Yeah. Enjoy me. Some of them, they ask me, hey, do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? I don't like that. That's a very turn off. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and uh, I actually encountered a lot of... Uh, uh, a lot of interesting stories through that, but with the women as well. And I could never have the chance in the real world to to actually date or meet uh, this kind of women to be interested in. So I was attracted to the uh, female domination, not the dominant tricks, not the sessions, those kind of things. And yeah, that's it. Is. And and even the, the the porn category I'm interested to is the one that a couple. They actually of course, take advantage yeah, you're totally into of the male. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it, it's like a it's like a, what is it? The unicorn girl. Yeah. That you know, there's the single girl with a couple, but I'm the other way. I'm actually the male, the unicorn male. Yeah. But it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist out there. Nobody wants to be a man, you know, in their relationship, and both uh, both both couples or, or actually they are dominant. There's no such thing as a as a scenario or a story. 
with what? With the male, like you as watching the couple or no, because you want to be the guy. I mean, your ultimate fantasy would be, wouldn't it be where you're with a woman and she fucks other people and you get to watch or be humiliated by her telling you about it, that kind of scenario, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, that, that's true. That's true, actually. But what I was saying about yeah. the porn category I'm attracted to, uh, yeah. I actually watch, is actually a couple, yeah. both of them are dominant, uh-huh. and they actually take turns to fight the guy. Oh, the guy right, the okay. Not yeah, the yeah. guy, not the single man, actually yes. fucking the wife. Mm-hmm. I don't have any tendency. The most I have is just to eat her out. And yes. I can say, actually, I eat everyone I could. Yes. Anyone. Uh-huh. And I don't want anything in return. I remember you had this, actually, one of the episodes, one of your very early episodes, there was this guy, he had the tendency of doing the same thing, and you were keep asking him that, so you don't want any anything, any favor in return to give you a blowjob, to give you a handjob? And he was like, no, I just don't want it. I just want, you know, just to give them a pleasure. Yeah. I want the same thing. You know, it's like a role reversal. Mm-hmm. I go to a bar, I meet this beautiful girl, and I just eat her out, and that's it. Make make her calm. That's it for me. Yeah. As long as I know I'm eating her calm, that's enough for me. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny because I've hooked up with many guys in my life, you know, and I think back when I'm hearing these stories and people are being super honest with me and sometimes I think the guys that I'm with aren't, right? But, you know, because, but I see these little tendencies, right? And maybe they're not really expressing them total, but like I've been with a lot of guys that are, they're really into pleasing a woman, you know, like for like really to the extreme, right? Um, Yes. And I, I always think it might mean something bigger, you know, only because I've been doing my show for six years. So I read into everything now, you know, because I hear this stuff. Yeah. But there are definitely guys I've been with that are really into pleasing me and like just going down or eating the ass or whatever, like you say. And I wonder, do does that yeah. does that mean that there's this other stuff there somewhere in them as well, you know, that they're maybe not talking about? Yeah, it is. Um, I don't want to be judgmental, but let me add this thing, especially here in the U.S. The society sees the man as a total dominant. No matter what's yeah. going on, yeah. you know, no matter with all the movement, with all the feminism and everything, still a girl wants to date a man who's dominant in the U.S. And it's very controversial for a woman to, to, to actually wants a guy to be submissive and eat her out. Right. It, it is it is like exactly the same as actually dating a couple here, especially in the US, you know, yeah. with all the things going on. Mm-hmm. So it, it makes it very weird. But I can say many guys are under pressure, under a lot of pressure, you know, emotionally, that they can't get what they want, you know. They are not supposed to go down on a on a woman. They they are supposed to be this manly man and fuck them out and then this or that. No, we love for guys to go down. No, we love for guys to go down on us. But you just, but as a woman, I think you want like maybe everything where you say like you would just love to just go down on a girl and eat her ass and that's it. You know, I think the regular girl might also want to please you and then want you to like throw up against the wall and fuck the shit out of her too. You know, so it's a little bit. So I think that would, would, is what's missing. uh, You know, that's it. Right, right, right. I'm going to agree with you on that. Yeah. I mean, you know, do you, you're 35 now, right? And do you want to eventually one day get married, have kids? Like, is that a part of your plan? I would, I would, but I would only be 
with a woman that I know I wouldn't think about anyone else. And I want that woman, I don't know whether I can actually, there's any way to, to cure me, cure no. my pervert mindset. No, I don't think so. I don't so. think so. <laughs> no, so, but you I, need a woman that yeah, would be, I, would be able to play with you and do, you know, this way, either you're mocking up these scenarios or she's down to live these scenarios with you. I listen, I'm sure you've been binge listening to my show, right? I think that's how you found it. And then yeah. you, there's probably a lot of guys you can listen to that have, uh, right. you know, wives that are, you would love to fucking be with them. Right. I mean, yeah. Right. So but it exists. It's, very, it, it's, I don't like actually the scenario type because I've already tried it. I've already tried numerous scenarios and role plays with yeah, my yeah, girlfriend you want the real with deal. the people actually I met. Yeah. You know, all the kinky shit and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I used to tie them up and then, you know, everything. But, but the thing is actually, I want someone who's naturally dominant, you know? Yeah. She's naturally dominant. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to ask her because it's very turn off for me to ask the woman to be the dominant one. I want her to be the dominant one. You know, but this I is the problem. Be... I think sometimes there is a problem. this is the problem. And you tell me if you agree. And I think you're going to is that because I think it's similar for guys too. that a lot of times a woman who's naturally dominant becomes wants to be submissive in bed like they they tend to flip uh, you know who they want to be when you know in the bdsm world even so it's the same thing right i've had a lot of guys on who say you know they uh, enjoy being submissive because in their regular life they're in charge of fucking everybody and they're very alpha and they're the opposite of that so they want to you know when they get into that sexual place that they want to be the opposite so maybe a girl who's very dominant naturally you know likes to be more submissive so maybe you know you you sniff out some really shy acting girls and they might be the ones that want to fuck you in the ass with a strap on and they're the dominant ones do you know what i mean because they exist out there they exist but it's like i don't know it's it's as as impossible to find them as you're looking for aliens on the, on the on no the, it's not you know, and not if you listen you're that. still young you have you're looking at a younger listen if you were in my age you'd you it'd be a lot harder right you'd be fishing out of a much mm-hmm. smaller pond you know you're still young you know you're gonna date a girl that's younger than you you're 35 right you could be with the 27 year old whatever age you want right and the younger girls are much more open-minded. Um, I think it, I, I just can't believe it took you so long to change your profile to be that you're submissive. I mean, all of the stories you told me today were completely submissive, except for the time you threw in there that you tied your girlfriend up once. But everything else was like, you're a sub from day one, right? So now at least you figured out who you are and you're putting yourself out there properly, right? But, and you just have to go after and uh, trying to find a woman. You're still having fun with men and transgenders and, right? Like, I mean, you're still doing that. But I think if you really, when you want to eventually get married and have kids, when that time comes for you, if you really focus on, you know, putting yourself out there properly, you could meet the right girl that's right for you. I don't know if you're ready just yet. Uh, I'm not ready for that, to be honest. You know. Yeah, of course, and that's fine. Of everything in my life. Yeah. But, but from what you said, by the way, from the age thing that you said, I prefer to to date uh, older women than than I am. 
Okay. You know, because I rarely could find any connection with those actually younger than me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like actually to have relationship with them and all the things. You know, the Thai thing, actually, I love it. And they loved it. They never knew what is tying up and the road. And they just freaked out at the beginning. I was like, you know, slowly and slowly showed them how to do this, how to do that. To this day, they never, they don't have any idea that I was on FetLife and learned everything from them going to this <laughs> mantra and stuff. Yeah. But, but they love it actually at the end because uh, I put them in the subspace, the same thing. It's, it's a different story. Anyway. Uh, but, but you need the opposite also. girl. You don't want the girl that wants to be tied up. You want the girl that wants to fucking tie you up and make you go down on her for an hour and please her and sit on your face. I like that. Yeah. I like what you say. But even if I actually find a girl, I always want to, to be a bull in the relationship. Really? And... Yes, I love actually to have a buy bull because I want to be shown. I want I want to be degraded and humiliated oh, as right, a right, man okay. of the girl. Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. I, I want actually whenever she wants, she can actually uh, fuck him, and then he fucks me as well. I really want actually that. That's a very um, that's the kind of thing that I'm really interested. In. But same same thing, same thing. This is not a vanilla lifestyle that many people want. And you don't want to freak out someone, hey, I want to be in a relationship with you. But after a year, you say, hey, I want you to have a boom. And you, I want your <laughs> boom and you, both yeah. of you take, you know, take turns and fuck me in the ass. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no, you'd so have to like, out, so why, yeah, most likely yeah. you'll meet that girl at like, you know, in a like-minded place or something. I don't know. But I definitely think that it exists and you could find it because I've talked to men like you that have that scenario, right? Um, and, yeah. uh, but it's just a matter of when you actually want that. Like, like I said, I think you, you know, you're still having fun, right? You're still, you're like out and about hooking up with a lot of men too. I think if you, when you want an actual relationship with a girl, you just have to be specific about what you're looking for and be in the right place. I think right. life is a good place to look for right. women, like-minded women. Right. I, I always actually prefer the relationship that you said even right now I mean I'm not ready for any commitment at the moment as like a, uh, getting married or something but you know everything starts with a relationship for a couple of years to get to know each other better Yeah. but uh, I'm actively looking I haven't found and whenever actually I don't find any any women I go to the men the right. thing about me is I'm still confused because I, I might actually call myself bisexual, or yeah. I think I'm more of a heteroflexible, you know, uh-huh. heterosexual but flexible between different genders, because I don't like to make out with men. I right. hate that. I don't like that. Okay, and the, the actually the the only thing I receive, the pleasure I receive is from pleasuring them, you know. Yeah. And I go into the scenario when I can actually be with anyone, when I actually get. Rejected, not not rejected to to hear no, rejection in the in the way that I know that tall girl is sitting across me on that table with her friends. If I go to her, she's not gonna give me the number. So I know if that actually tall uh, colleague of mine, I go to her, she's not gonna give me actually her, her number. And I have a detailed story, by the way, about the colleagues who who actually I I was submitted to her. Yeah. I was in a you know top position but I was submitted to her because not not uh, sexually but physically anyway so when I can't get that girl 
I go to the mat. Right. And I get on, yeah, and I get ready to, to, to fuck my ass and enjoy yourself. Right. And But your ultimate would be that you have that girl and a man. That would be really your ultimate, right? The, the woman and the, the bull. I have no problem with the bull, and I think it's interesting to be in the relationship. Yeah. Wow, you're so interesting. Let me tell you, when you hear this story back, right? I mean, because, like, who knows about these kinks of yours besides the people that you've hooked up with? Does anybody else besides me and all my listeners know? Even those people don't know anything about, actually, my story. Right. So nobody, nobody knows. knows. You're this, the first person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So wait till you hear your story back. It'll be very interesting to you, even more so than telling it to me the first time. As a third person, when you're going to hear it back, you're going to get even more out of it. And it'll be very interesting for you. People, you know, I hear this from people who call my show. There's a lot of times people that I'm talking to, it's the first time that they've ever revealed certain things about themselves to somebody, right, you know, right, and they all right. say the same thing. Like, oh my God, that was so cathartic, right? You're going to feel so great after we hang up this phone. And you're also, when they listen to it, most of them say like, oh my God, it was, it, I got so much out of listening to it back. It is going to be a different experience, even more so, like I said, when you listen to it. One girl was like, why don't therapists do this? You know, I got more from this than a therapy session because with a therapy session, you don't get to hear it back, right? This you are going to. And when you hear your story from a third person, I don't know, you're just like super smart. You're a great storyteller. The way you tell your stories, it just seems like, you know, you're if you if there are connections to be made and things to figure out and or light bulbs right. to go off from this conversation, th- that's going to happen for you. You're going to you're going to get it, you know, and I'm curious Hopefully. as to what you hear when you listen to it and if you make any connections or you figure things out. I don't know that you're that confused about anything. It's interesting to me. I wonder why you got that way from your cousin and what that's all about. But, you know, does it matter? Probably not, you know. But the thing is, actually, I still fantasize about being with her. But, you know, in a way, I just please her, you know, eat her out. I still think about her. Yeah. You know, even when I see someone actually tall or in the movies or something like that, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. still, you know, the, 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 the thought comes into my mind. I know it's not right. Many times I try to stop it. But um, when, I'm, I'm sorry to say this, I'm 35 years old. When I go to watch actually porn online, I get to the same goal. I want them tall, dominant women. Right. You want them like your cousin. Like, like the yeah. Yeah. yeah they like her. I don't know why it's or stuck in my mind. You liked her. And you never got her. I mean, maybe it's as simple as I that. I never got her, and I love her. Right. And I love her. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is she married? And, and, yeah. Uh, no, she's not married. She's very pretty. Uh, she, she had a lot of drama with her family as well, because uh, back then, I remember, she used to go, not to say the bad boys, but some of them were not actually the marriage material, the man. Actually, yeah. I don't know a lot of things about her background yeah. and the people she used to date, but I know some of them were not actually the, the, the one that, uh, you know, in the Middle East, the, the family got a lot to say in the marriage. You know, it's like almost the father wants to get married to the guy. Yeah. They're not the girl. So, no, she's not married, but uh, I know she's in a relationship and most of the time she's out of her home. Her home. And the last person I know, yeah, as I just described, is he's like, he's actually uh, like two years older than us, 
but when actually we were actually sitting once all together, we're just, just checking him out. He had these small legs, very masculine, big body. I was like like a 15 years old kid to him, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. And that was something actually stuck in my mind as well. And she, as I said, she's very dominant. She's very alpha with other men around who's shorter than her or she doesn't have a relationship. But she was like a little girl with, with, with actually her man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I told you. A lot of times girls that are very alpha in their regular life, when they get with men, they're, they want to, yeah. they don't want to be that way. That's how I am. I'm a, I'm an alpha girl, and but I don't want to be alpha with my... I love a man that makes me feel like a woman, and the way I feel like a woman is not when I'm alpha. <laughs> it's when I'm like exactly. beta. And, but it takes a very a specific kind of man to make me feel like a girl, right? That way. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, I actually, I feel it a lot of times. Even even with the actually calligraph mind I said, yeah. It, she was the same way, actually. Yeah. She, she was actually our, you know, our office admin. And then, um, you know, when I joined the company, she was the office admin. And then uh, it goes actually to the time when I was back in the Middle East, you know, uh, like five years ago. And and uh, she was actually wearing, you know, you, you need to respect and follow some uh, office dress code outfit yeah. back in mm-hmm. the Middle East, you know. Mm-hmm. But with, within the office area, she was very, very, you know, sometimes I, I even actually saw her underneath her actually main uh, main coat or something like that, the long coat they wear. She was wearing uh, uh, like a low coat and she was like 5'9", around that. And she was a ski player as well. Yeah. Her hobby was a ski player. So, so she had a very curvy, very nice body. And then they were actually complaining. I heard some complaints, informal complaints about her outfit. And then, but I never actually got myself, I never had the balls to confront her and tell her this might not be the right outfit for the office or the office, you know, dress, <laughs> right. uh, the mm-hmm. kind of thing. Because I was feeling ultimately submissive to her. Yeah. And, I was, and we were actually calling for a couple of years. And, you know, throughout those actually years, like two, three years, I was always feeling, I, I felt like, um, how can I say, I was like a girl in front of her so many times. She just told me what I need to do. Right, not but she wanted, right, but she wanted you to make her feel like the girl, but you couldn't do that because you were the girl in the relationship. No, 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 she, she knew, no, the thing is actually, she figured it out, she knew that no matter how much the people complain, I, I, as her boss, I'm not going to actually complain to her and ask her to change her outfit or oh, anything. Right, right, right. She I get knew it. Yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I she get got it. Yeah. her way with me. And yeah. she started actually to get her way with me. Yeah. But I remember actually uh, sometimes when actually, uh, I think she had a, like a fiancé or something. She was about to get married. Yeah. To pick her up from work, she was like a little girl to the guy as well. Uh, uh, yeah. But at the same time, yeah. I was actually her boss. And I'm not going to lie, I'm not going to lie, many days when I left the office, my, my actually breakfast was so wet, like a panty wet. Right. Because of the way actually she had her way with me. You know, it wasn't like bringing up suggestions. Yeah. It was just dominating me. You mm-hmm. need to do this. This is the right work, you know? Right. And she wasn't like that to anyone else. 
you know, she, she brought it up sometimes actually in front of other people, but she was very, I don't know what she was, uh, what was her kink or something like that. Yeah, she but, sounds uh, like as much, uh, like as much as, like she sounds not complicated, but as interesting as you, right? And had a lot going on there. But we can't go into this more because I have to wrap it up. This I don't really make my episodes longer than like hour, hour and 20 minutes the most. So we're already yeah. at that. But like I could talk to you about dominance and alphas and betas and everything and your fucking story you probably have like a million more stories to talk about that's what i'm interested in more than anything i know what the what the, the, just just to hear to hear the the all these things from a woman the what it, Everything that you said, the alpha, the dominant, Oh, the beta. Yeah, we could have another conversation about that, but we would have to do a whole other episode on it, and I would post it another sure, time. But sure, yeah, sure. let's do it, because I think that that's really interesting. I'm an alpha female, so I could give you the alpha female scoop, because I know myself really fucking well. Because, you know, so, you know, I could give you that uh, information and talk a lot about dating and the... and and coupling together of that. I think it's actually interesting and people would like it. So we'd have to make another appointment, but this one was a great part one. Okay. You're Zach, right? That's what we called you. I loved your story. You're one of my favorite kinds of guests because I don't have to ask one question. It's just literally you do all the talking. It doesn't happen often, but it happens every now and then. And it's very relaxing for me. And it was a great story. Like you're a good storyteller and you gave a lot of information. I, I know. I was actually going to chicken out many times, you know. I, say that yeah, yeah, I don't know. Reminders. I didn't know what, what should I do. Or should I go in or go out? But I look at it like a, like a, like a, uh, like a interview, you know, a job interview. I was yes. like, you have to do it no matter what. No matter how it's good, you have to do it. And you, you have to tell them the story. Yeah. So that's why I just decided just to call and say it. Yeah, you did great. And wait till you hear back, and, and you're the gonna. Judgment to others. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry. And you're gonna watch on YouTube. The people will make comments there. People are gonna be talking about this one because it's really interesting. There's so much in it. Um, but the most important thing is that you're gonna get a lot out of it. You're gonna feel so great when you hang up right now, and then you're going to uh, tell me what you think after you listen to it, and you're gonna love it. And it'll air in the next couple of weeks. Okay, so keep your eye out. And thanks so much for calling. I would in, love Zach. to. Okay. I would love to. I'm gonna. I'm gonna look for what to. All right. Heal myself. All right. Awesome. Talk soon. Thank you. Thanks for calling right. in. Thank Bye. you too. Have a good one. Bye. You too. Bye. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone? To anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story. And your anonymous name. And remember, everything is strictly anonymous. Strictly anonymous.